Why is it so important to foster innovation in the parks world? And what is World Urban Parks doing to bridge the gap in public space access in emerging cities? This week on Pod Parks, we have a fantastic conversation with Maria Zacariades and Luis Roman, who are heading the Parkitecture Global Design Contest. We discuss everything from how an opportunity like this came to exist, all the contest details, how to participate, and what to look for in the future of park innovation programs. I'm Alice Landon, and this is Pod Parks. Pod Parks, the podcast for the park minded. Brought to you by World Urban Parks. Welcome to Pod Parks, a podcast by World Urban Parks. I'm Alice Landon, and with me today is Maria Zacariades, co-chair of the Aging, Wellbeing, and Parks Committee at World Urban Parks, as well as Luis Roman, CEO of World Urban Parks. Maria, Luis, thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Thank you, Alice, for having us. Thank you both. You guys are fantastic parts of World Urban Parks. Before we begin, I would love to know about your work, about your trajectory. How about we start with Maria? Maria, what led you to the world of parks? Okay, so I I guess um, first a childhood fascination with parks and quite diverse parks. Um, one, uh, one that was close to my home, that was uh, one of the largest urban parks in the UK, actually Sutton Park. Um, It's absolutely huge, about 900 hectares, but this was a great wild space. And so that made quite a huge impression when you're kind of growing up to have that kind of freedom and experience of diverse habitats, forests, heathlands, all all these sort of things. But also in contrast to that, um, experiencing Um, urban playgrounds and parks in Cyprus, um, which were basically scorching and really different because you've got a whole set of um, vegetation growing up in sort of arid, semi-arid environments as well. So those those were there in the background for me, I suppose. But um, I guess then coming to world urban parks um, was when I... Um, was studying landscape and well-being um, masters at the University of Edinburgh, and I took up during that time I took up um, an internship um, with um, World Urban Parks, doing some research for the um, old, it was then called these Older Adults and Parks Committee, and I guess it sort of developed from there really. I guess from from my work doing um, the research for World Urban Parks, I also kind of created my own final thesis um, on uh, affordances um, and rain and impact on well-being, but also older adults and blue spaces in Edinburgh. So I was kind of knitting it all together um, and have carried on doing that. <laughs> that is not only an inspiring story, but such a unique perspective where rather than being a park professional that connected to World Urban Parks, you became a park professional through World Urban Parks. So thank you. What about you, Luis? What led you to your current role as CEO of Whoop? Well, first of all, I think um, my children was the first, you know, thing that impulsed me to enter to this field. Uh, and the second one uh, was in 2009, I think, was as many professionals in parks professionals here in Mexico, 
I don't have any formation regarding the university. I mean, my background is, you know, marketing and education. So I have no knowledge or I just, or I didn't have any knowledge about parks uh, in 2009. But of course, I got this idea to work in the public space here in Mexico when I realized that we have many of them and we don't have any industry to provide services to those spaces. Uh, that was for me uh, really an uh, epiphany to enter in this field as a consultant. I started to work uh, in my, or with my background as a marketing professional, trying to do research in terms of, of participatory design and business planning for parks. Uh, back in 2009, and that's what I entered in the field. Uh, later, I had a chance to found it with a other organization here in Mexico, the National Association for Parks and Recreation. And in that moment, I started to relate it with World Bank Parks and some other international organizations related to parks. Uh, and well, in 2020, uh, I was part of the board at Wardman Parks, and the board decided to invite me as a CEO. And then I'm here, happy to uh, uh, share with you, and of course, in this uh, beautiful uh, theme that we are covered today, that it's, I think, beyond and a contest. It's, it's much more uh, about creating community, which is, I think, the main focus of Wardman Parks. And happy to share this with Maria. I'm a huge fan of her. Riding on that theme, so both of you have very unique experiences in both creating community and in seeking innovation in new spaces, both in the public and private worlds of of parks and public space. Um, so I, I want to ask you both, why do you think it's so important to seek out these innovations and this collaborative work in the world of parks in these in these public spaces? Well, one thing I think is the um, parks offer so much potential to be multi, well, multidisciplinary, collaborative, have so many diverse expertise. And I think um, so far, um, the, those opportunities kind of haven't been ma maximized and certainly for the emerging countries that we're wanting to, to focus in. So this, this is, um, it, it does provide Kind of creatively, but but on so many so many levels, opportunities to make a real impact, and of course from from obviously COVID, that's a recent thing that we're we're still sort of an, analyzing and seeing the impact. But the obvious impact was the parks on people's well-being, and so yeah, um, it's it, it's a really fantastic opportunity to be creative and innovative. And I think along with all the benefits and potential you know, things that we cover and we, we can really, you know, provide an, a better perspective of an, a better community uh, with parks and public spaces and all the sub-industries that we have in our industry. It's the fact that uh, in most of the emerging countries, as Maria said, we have this lack of people, technique, you know, uh, knowledge, uh, best practices and some other things that really create an, a fantastic opportunity ground for many people in Asia, in Africa, in Latin America to work with parks. And I'm saying this because uh, 
I think in many countries, or not in that many, and that's why why uh, urban parks is so important. But in the most advanced, uh, yeah, advanced countries, we have uh, parks, professional structures with education and uh, industry, uh, aligned industry with the municipalities and all the services that the municipality is supposed to provide. But in the emerging uh, world, we don't have that. So. I consider this an, a great opportunity, and along also with the fact that uh, artificial intelligence is about to, you know, hit us in some way. I think the parks and public space field is going to be an, a great field to work with because nothing is going to replace, you know, the work of the people uh, outside. So that's an, a great opportunity also. Thank you. And I think that takes us straight into parkitecture. So Maria and Luis, you've been working alongside the World Urban Parks team on developing an international design contest called Parkitecture, which aims to be this worldwide celebration of innovation and creativity. Could you walk us through the contest? Yes, gladly. <laughs> um, yes, it is, it is an amazing opportunity and the journey to, to get to this point has been fantastic. Um, so I guess I guess initially this this um, started with some objectives from other parts to um, to create a blueprint for a contest. Um, and and very early on there was there was the generosity of the presenter who's facilitated this in in terms of prize money and amazing support. So um, without them this would not be taking place in the form um, that it would that it is but what what we wanted to do from the beginning is is really make this participatory in terms of structuring the brief but also the process of how we how it kind of all comes about so i i guess in terms of the the brief structure that we come up with we've structured it in sort of four four parts so we have um, a blueprint we have a second part which concentrates on the specific context. Um, we're calling this one edition one. Then we have a part three, which is the submission criteria process and awards. And then finally, where we thank everyone for being involved in that. So th th let's, let's talk a little bit about the objectives, um, the overall objectives here. And we've mentioned sort of setting the context as an emerging country identifying sort of strategies and solutions that also can, we, we want to see that it, although we want to look at specifically um, Kulyakan here, but we also see there's a broader apl applicability around the world of, of the solutions potentially that are provided here. So in creating this brief, we kind of wanted to engage the local community and get their voices to come through um, in, in this and also kind of on different levels also be addressing the global challenges. So the UN Sustainable Development Goals, new urban agendas. Um, and again, we're, we're all the time saying that um, we can be promoting urban parks as solutions to um, our social natural landscapes. And we can, and we're really wanting to do this through uh, giving the opportunity for imaginative, visionary, and viable design proposals. So, in benefiting, we're benefiting 
the communities potentially here, promoting livability, but also trying to enrich that equation between people, um, nature, landscape, etc. So um, how, how we've done that um, is provide the context. We, I, I believe we've created a very innovative brief because we're not just saying here's, here's, the, um, here's, here's some background, here are the specific criteria, um, but because it is innovation we're seeking, we say the best way is to create an open design brief. And in so doing, we're giving some insights into the context and background, but we're also wanting people very much to engage with, with those things, but also to, to go and feel inspired to find their own, um, their own inspirations and feedback in terms of the creating their own themes for their design proposals. But what we have is two main um, kind of background pieces, and we've called them uh, Zoom 1 and Zoom 2. So Zoom 1 is very much thanks to the fantastic Yobolo, a company who, uh, who they, they've supported us in, in providing kind of the data for the, for the city of Culiacan. And this is really sort of satellite images that, um, that give us an insight into the health, healthy green really detailed across the city. And these interactive maps allow people to go in and explore Culiacan and see those variations across the year. We've taken data from May 2021 to May 2022, um, but it's very much sort of over, over sort of, there's more than 500 park spaces in Culiacan. And you can go into these maps and explore the data for yourself. Um, this, this gives you insights, sort of subtle things that you're going to see more healthy green after the rainfall, after the months of rainfall. And so there the seasonality works differently. Um, and it just also makes us think that, okay, so much research talks about green spaces. But what we're looking at here is another a deeper layer of healthy green spaces. Um, and it's because that this data provides for um, looking at measuring kind of uh, sort of photosynthetic pigments from space and using that information to figure out how much of the land is covered in, in healthy green. Those, this, uh, yeah, this kind of data for designers is, is, a, is going to be really interesting to see how they interpret this and how, and, and how much this data can enrich, um, enrich their designs, but from on, on this sort of interactive level as well. So we will be interested to really know the feedback as well as, <laughs> as, well as kind of the design proposals. Um, so the second part of this um, was working with Parks Mexico um, to create a survey that then on the ground, we had Park Alegres, who then went to um, over 250 parks um, and collected what we sort of now like the voices of park users. Um, and again, this is, this is really um, wonderful on so many levels because we have the voices of people using the parks. And again, it's not just us saying Culiacan needs this, 
they are saying they they would like to see more of these things then within the brief uh, we have also the, the details of what what we're asking people to do and really it's selecting one or more parks and to create um, conceptual designs but that also are potentially feasible to with the strong kind of emphasis on innovation so so in in the part three we have um, all the details of the submission criteria process and how we register and submit our, our proposals with with also then the details of um, the time time frames and um, and copyrights, ownerships, processes, how, how we're going to be judging the whole process. A really important part of the judging that we added, again, for this participatory element, was the people's vote. And that would take place at both, both evaluation stages. Um, and again, we felt that that was a really uh, nice way to engage um, people within that, within that judging process also. So Lewis, I'm sure, has some more details of the, the amazing platform that is, that is kind of organizing all this as well. Thank you, Maria. Yeah, well, uh, we have been preparing this since many, many, not just months, but months that I think we started like two and a half years ago with this plan. And of course, everything is set up in our website. And maybe at the end of the episode, we can share with the audience uh, all the details in terms of how we can, uh, you know, share and how they can find us and take part of this amazing effort. But what I think is really also very important to a point, besides all the process that Maria already described, you know, the technique in terms of the data, also how we can, you know, uh, get involved with the people and the public participation in terms of the survey and all the details that we can, uh, and even if this is not on a participatory design per se, it has some ingredients that can allow the designers to take better decisions. And I would like to really, you know, make a strong argument about the uh, emerging world and how this contest is really prepared and designed to help the emerging world. That's, uh, that is reflect in the intention to pick up Culiacan and this uh, beautiful marriage that we did between Warban Parks, the, Na the National Association for Parks and Recreation in Mexico, and Happy Parks, or Parques Alegres, which is our presenter, which is a beautiful nonprofit organization in Culiacan that helps um, people to really activate their parks and with that prevent violence. And Happy Parks is uh, really willing to, uh, you know, provoke this change of, uh, yeah, ways to do things with this contest. And in the emerging world, we have the lack of everything. And in public space and uh, urban parks, uh, that is not the exception. So we have the lack of structures, the lack of, uh, as I mentioned before, education, best practices and everything. And in the past, four or five decades, we have been doing a very bad job manage uh, our parks. And one of the principles that, you know, drove us to that, you know, bad scenario is the fact that we always plan, design, and build things that we cannot operate, man maintain, and eventually program. 
you know, and that's a principle in public space that we need to change, mostly in the emerging world. We need to change the paradigm and start to design, to plan, and to build things that we can really, you know, operate, maintain, and eventually programming. That's a principle that is not, you know, uh, explained in detail in the brief, but it's, uh, it's an assumption that we are, uh, and maybe Maria can explain this in a better way, but uh, in, in my opinion, it's, it's there, right? So I, uh, we want that designers around the world came up with ideas that can really change the environment in, in emerging cities uh, through public spaces and through parks that really can change the social fabric, right? Which, which is ultimately our goal in urban parks and for the people who work as parks professionals around the world, change the things in our communities and try to provide better opportunities for people through parks. So um, I think the call, the, 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 the call to action is try to uh, encourage designers around the world to think about how we can change, uh, you know, things in the emerging areas, in the emerging cities through creativity and through innovation, which is a challenge. Uh, and for that, we have not just $50,000 in prices, but we have this great recognition about really change things, uh, which is an, uh, an, a very important thing. Absolutely. And I think it's going to have a great impact, not only for World Urban Parks members, but for the parks community as a whole. Um, so how can we get involved? You mentioned the prize money. That's always great. When are submissions open? How, how can people get involved? Do you want to cover that, Maria? Uh, yes, yes. We've, we've launched the contest. Um, and you will see, will see uh, over the coming weeks as well, the social media has already started sharing the links. You can register, you must register to actually participate um, on, and you will find, you'll find the links both in the, in the social media and within, within the sort of the brief as well. And I will add them to the episode notes as well. Yeah, that, that, that will be fantastic. We've separated the prizes in terms of the professional category and the student category. So that is, that is differentiated within, within submissions. And just to add, uh, I think it's very important for people who want to participate to check in detail World Van Park's website, and thank you, uh, Alice, to share this in the notes of this episode. So people can uh, enter, read, and download the brief. Also, we have an, a terms and condition uh, webpage in which can, people can really check out all the rules and every detail of the contest. Um, and also, it's an, a, a payment to cover that really give the participants uh, the opportunity to get an uh, World One Parks membership for a year, depending of the uh, category in, in which people can or uh, will participate. Uh, and also in terms of uh, the scale, which is very important, our intention is to deliver the, the prices. Obviously, we need to announce the winners before, but intention is to deliver the prizes during the uh, International Congress for Parks and Recreation here in Mexico, in the city of Leon in November uh, 23. So uh, we have plenty of time. We have been promoting this since uh, the launching, as Maria mentioned before, 
but people need to uh, really uh, hurry, you know, working in the ideas and everything because we close the submission entrance in October 10. So we still have time, but of course, for for this type of, of contest, I, we, we try to encourage people to really take time to read everything, to make the subscription, make the payment and everything. And of course, uh, just to mention that uh, the, that payment is not just an, uh, uh, you know, pretext to participate in World Bank Parks as a member, but also uh, let uh, the people know that all this money is uh, like a donation for World Bank Parks and help us to really achieve our mission to promote parks all over the world. Um, what else? I think um, people who want to participate also can ask for more information in the website. And there's, uh, you know, a lot of signs all over the place so people can uh, get clear all the details and steps. But we always have available our emails and, uh, you know, phones or everything so people can make contact with us. Who can participate? Is it open to absolutely everyone? Is there any age limit or age restriction? Is it open for individuals or do you have to come in teams? It's it's open to both individuals, um, uh, projects submitted by a single person or also group projects um, formed by either two or three people maximum. But there isn't a limit in terms of the number of submissions per person or per group. So as long as we'll... Obviously, we're wanting a legal age from uh, for, for submitting, but we're also it is open to professionals and students that across varied disciplines, architecture, landscape architecture, design at large, really, um, and any related fields. So um, it is it is a quite an open contest in that in that respect. And Alice, if you allow me, I would like to cover the fourth part of the brief, which is in which uh, the place in which we thank all the people that have been involved. Obviously, Happy Parks, Urban Parks, and ANPR here in Mexico, but also all the people from the aging uh, committee, obviously, Maria, and some other uh, people from Urban Parks board and committees, and also Jovello and some other partners that have been uh, helping us a lot with the promotion. Uh, Salzburg Global Seminar, the World Parks Academy, the Green Flag Award, AIPH, and also the IFMI International Federation of Municipally Engineering. And I mention this because this is an, an effort that we have been working with a lot of people since the beginning. And uh, when you try to organize an event globally, which is a challenge that took us almost three years, uh, it's an, a reason to celebrate and it's an, a reason to thank all the people uh, which has been part of it. Obviously, the next step in the process, I think, is the hardest. You know, try to encourage people. Uh, so get many, many ideas as we can uh, that helps the city of Culiacan. And of course, uh, you know, create this opportunity to continue with this effort in the next uh, years. This is an event that we are planning not just for one time. Our intention is to replicate it. We don't know if the next year or maybe uh, every two years, but intention is to replicate it in a different emerging city in other you know, country or continent, not, not just here in, in, in America, but could be in Africa or in Asia. Obviously, depends on the results. And for that, 
we really want to encourage people to participate in this. Uh, really for students is kind of very cheap to participate. I think the uh, membership is around $25 uh, and for professional is 90. Uh, but again, that gives you the opportunity to participate in Urban Parks membership and expand your network. Uh, and of course, get all the benefits in our uh, online community platform, which is, I think, so cool. It is. And I will, again, make sure to include all of these links uh, down in the episode notes, and we will continue sharing through Pod Parks as well. So we are unfortunately running out of time. Um, but before we leave, I would like to ask if any of you wants to make any concluding statements. We're just, we'd love people to participate. Design speaks volumes and can solve so many things. Um, so it, it will be really fantastic to, to see what, what people come up with. Yeah, and the fact that really an idea can change many things, you know. Uh, yeah, I encourage people, as Maria said, to give us ideas, which is, I think, what the world must need now. Mostly all these areas, uh, vulnerable people, the people who are suffering a lot, public spaces and urban parks can be this, you know, opportunity to change lives. Uh, that's a fact, uh, because all the potential and things, uh, good things that uh, urban parks propose, as Maria mentioned at the beginning of the episode, uh, we encourage people to participate and, uh, you know, give us a lot of insights and, and good ideas to change the world. Well, thank you so much to both of you for joining us. This has been Pod Parks, and we hope to see you again very, very soon. This is the end of today's episode. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss all of our great conversations. Find more about parkitecture and other international park programs by visiting worldurbanparks.org. So, if you had to redesign your local park from scratch, what would you change? Pod Parks is written and hosted by Alice Landon, produced by Vittoria Martin and Luis Romano, sound engineering by Vladimir Yangles. Don't forget to visit worldurbanparks.org and explore the resources our community has for you. Get out, explore, connect.